Well, here we go. The Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. My name is Eddie Cohn, host, creator of the Spiritual Spiral. And I, I have a lot I have a lot that I want to talk about today. This show has become very therapeutic for me. I've had quite a few people reach out to me and tell me how much they've enjoyed listening to my rants, to my trying to make sense of this all. And it's amazing how fast life is just changing right before us. And I, and I can't believe what's, I, I can't believe what's happening. I'm in shock. Every single day, it feels like it's just getting worse. I hear stories of people still going out to bars and restaurants and celebrating St. Patrick's Day, and I I don't know what to think. And then I will open up Facebook, and there's this woman, this singer-songwriter musician who's living in Asia right now, and, and literally every post is this doomsday-type post, and I had to unfollow her because I can't open up Facebook and read these incredibly negative thoughts that she's having right now. And and I realize it's her right to post these thoughts, and much like it is my right to post this podcast. But I think we have to be really careful right now to not inundate ourselves with the media, even going on to social media. It can really be triggering. It can be toxic. It can manipulate you mentally and and bring you down and and I'm certainly struggling with it. I felt myself you've you've probably heard my previous podcast that I I didn't want to believe this was happening or I didn't believe that it was as bad as the media is making it out to be. And I have certainly become a little bit more dystopian and I've certainly starting to take the calls of action to stay home more seriously. Not that I was out partying or going out to restaurants and having drinks and eating food, but it's hard. It's been hard for me to believe that much like as my podcast have said, it's been hard for me to believe that it's as bad or potentially as serious as the media is making it out to be. And I've posted numerous podcasts about how we have these coronaviruses every single year. We have four of them, and this is the fifth. And I guess what I'm realizing through different articles and physicians that I've spoken to and read about, that this is highly contagious. And although the vast majority of people will probably have minor symptoms and be okay, it's the contagiousness of this virus that is what is most alarming and causing the government to ask people to stay home uh, just in LA restaurants and bars and gyms were closed as of yesterday. I mean, of course people can still order food to go. This city's almost on lockdown. It's, it's terrifying. It really is. I think just the fear of the unknown Every single day is different. Every single day we seem to find out more bad news or more closures or things we can't do. The simple freedoms of our day-to-day life are gone. You know, I taught, my, I taught a, a yoga class last night. It was actually two hours before LA said that gyms need to close. And there was a, it was a challenging class. I, I was nervous, you know, and I think I did a really good job of 
providing a space for the students to relax and chill out. And it was great to see everybody, but I could sense the nervousness in the room. I could sense people were unsure what to do. And I even, you know, just like talking to some of them after class, it was this strange... People didn't know whether to shake my hand. I mean, obviously they didn't shake my hand or, you know, I guess it was just, there was an awkward energy. And I went to the grocery store today, this morning, and, you know, somebody was coughing. And of, of course, it's weird. About a week ago, this virus was not bringing out these germophobic qualities that I often have, but now I'm feeling them come on. And I'm feeling nervous being around other people. Somebody was coughing and lying at Whole Foods, and I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. And despite the fact that I read that this virus, mostly the symptoms are pretty contained and not serious, I guess I don't want to take a chance. I think I'm in great health, but it just, who knows? It really, it feels like we're living in the twilight zone right now. And I honestly, I just, I can't believe it. Modern day America, world 2020, we are dealing with maybe one of the greatest, probably the biggest crisis of my life. I mean, Vietnam was born, was Vietnam happened before I was born. It's a crazy time right now. And you go outside, you go to the grocery store. You, I mean, I felt it yesterday, as I said, at, at yoga class, people were nervous. I think we're all filled with nerves right now. And I, for me, before this next segment, it's funny. I, I, my uncle has been, he's a doctor. And he's been, for most of my life, always been a voice of reason, always been a comforting voice. I was diagnosed with a serious health condition when I was 12. And I think, and for six months, my family and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I remember talking to my uncle as a kid, and he was always there for me, trying to make me feel better, trying to put me at ease in my time of crisis. So he's always sort of been that guiding light for me to provide comfort, especially in times of crisis. And yesterday I called him just to say hello, and he was really nervous. And he was really anxious, understandably so. He's been reading a lot of journals online, and he's been paying a lot to um, paying attention to the infectious disease doctor that is working with the White House to warn people that they should stay indoors. And he's also over the age of 70, so he's anxious, and he doesn't want to catch this thing. It was just really, I think, a shock to the system to hear this man, my uncle, who has always been sort of this calming voice to suddenly sound anxious. And I I felt it was startling. And we ended up talking today. And because I was sort of trying to tell him that I'm not taking this as seriously as he is, or I'm trying to add a little bit of perspective or levity to let people know that you got to be careful what information you're reading. You have to be careful not to be on social media. I think you have to be careful to not get too nervous because the word coronavirus sounds a lot scarier than a cold. And the coronavirus is a cold. It's just a a more serious cold. But he was sort of getting slightly perturbed at my 
you know, slight nonchalance, even though I'm not nonchalant, I'm trying to do what I can to sort of relax myself. But, you know, he and I were not seeing eye to eye. So it was just, we talked today and we, we apologized. And I think the reality is, is that we have to be very aware of what we're saying and what we're reading because people are on edge. You know, even me, just from one day to the next, I'm feeling really anxious and then really relaxed. You know what I'm noticing? I went to the store today to pick up some water, some alkaline water, and there was this family there, a group of four that was getting alkaline water also. And just being around them, and we were sort of like laughing and talking about just buying up all this water, it was really relaxing to talk to people that I, that I didn't even know. And I wrote on Instagram, you know, anybody want to FaceTime me? You can. I think right now it's really important to maintain contact with fellow human beings. One last point, actually. There's a lot of points here before the next segment. The other interesting thing about this, the timing with this, I just finished reading or writing my book, and it's a comedy. And I just mailed it out to like seven, eight people before I went to Mexico. And one of my best friends got back to me, and he couldn't believe how great it was how funny it was. And he said, basically, I could see it becoming a movie. And this, he goes, I, I, I have not laughed out loud like this before, reading. And he's a big time voracious reader. And so I've been emailing friends and people just trying to get some contacts. Maybe somebody knows a literary agent or a publisher. And it's, it is a bit strange to feel so good about something while the rest of the world is potentially feeling so bad. I think it's important to, I guess my lesson and point here is I think it's important to keep going about your life as much as you can. And a couple friends wrote back to me and said, don't feel bad about asking me for help right now. I mean, this is a big deal that you finished a book. It's a big deal um, that you want to find an agent. And, and actually, they said, it's, it's cool that you wrote a comedy because right now people want to laugh. So I'm going to keep promoting my book or trying to get an agent. And I think, again, my point is, I think it's really important to keep doing as much of the normal stuff that you can. I think if you're staying home now, it's really easy to just look at Twitter and look at the New York Times and watch the news and scroll on Instagram. And I think Instagram and Facebook right now, if you're not careful, can be really toxic. It can add a lot of anxiety. Try to retain as much of those human normal day-to-day elements as you can. I'm trying to get a handle of this. I certainly don't have it figured out. I'm no doctor, but I do think it's important to talk about it. You can reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Eddie Cohn. Any questions or if you want to say hi... And I did want to tell you about a movie that I saw two days ago called It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks. I wanted to support Tom Hanks because he was just diagnosed with the coronavirus. But no, seriously, I want to be honest. I was really apprehensive to watching that movie. There's something about Tom Hanks in his movies that it can sometimes get a little corny. And I thought... It was just going to be a corny movie about Mr. Rogers, but it was nothing like that at all. It was a beautiful movie about life and family and relationships. It was also about handling 
death, not in a morose sort of way. I actually thought it was in a hopeful sort of way. And there's this really powerful quote that I want to read from the movie when, gosh, I forget the main character's name. Hang on, let me find it. And that's the thing. You, you think the movie's more about Mr. Rogers and Tom Hanks, but it's actually much more about Matthew Rias's. I think that's his last name. He was in The Americans. It was much more about his story. He's basically a writer for Esquire magazine, and he's hired to write a story about Mr. Rogers. And he, um, the writer, he has a troubling and challenging relationship with his dad and his dad's passing away. His dad is played by Chris Cooper, who is also fantastic. And his dad is at home getting ready to pass away. And Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks's character, comes over to visit because he and Matthew, the writer for Esquire, you know, create a bond. And so they're all lying around and hanging out as Chris Cooper's in, in this hospital gurney um, at home. And so Tom Hanks, or Mr. Rogers, says this. Death is something many of us are uncomfortable speaking about. But to die is to be human. And anything human is mentionable. And anything mentionable is manageable. I think that's great. I'm going to say it again. Tom Hanks obviously says it better than I do. But death is something many of us are uncomfortable speaking about. But to die is to be human. And anything human is mentionable, and anything mentionable is manageable. I think that's why I've been posting these podcasts the last few days about trying to add some perspective and levity and bring up some statistics that should hopefully relax you, like 80 to 85% of people that get this coronavirus are going to experience very mild symptoms. I'm trying to do what I can to make this all feel manageable, not only for you, but for me. We don't really talk about death. My parents weren't particularly very religious at all. I didn't go to church or temple, and I think it's easy for me to lose faith And I get scared of the process of dying. Hopefully it's not painful. We're all struggling with that right now. It's also hard for me to trust the Chinese government. Sometimes it's tough for me to trust our government. Are they really giving us all the information? And you know, I've certainly heard some of the conspiracy stories that are starting to rumble right now. I mean, again, it's just, it's hard to believe what's going on. It's really important right now to do things, speak to people that make this all feel a little bit more manageable. You know, and there's, there's one more great quote from that movie that I wanted to read. It's, uh, he says, there is no normal life that is free from pain. I want to end the show tracing back to social media. And I want to read an excerpt from The Circle, one of my favorite books by Dave Eggers. You know, I've struggled with trying to figure out why social media became so popular. How did that become the underlying force of people's day-to-day life? I have many theories, 
But I think ultimately why social media became so popular is people want to feel seen. People want to feel like they matter. And oftentimes in our day-to-day life, we feel as though we don't matter, like we're not important. And it sounds silly, but getting a like after posting a selfie makes people feel like they matter. And I know that especially during times of crisis, people are probably going to social media even more often, but I don't think it's a healthy type of behavior right now. And I think it's much more important to actually have real face-to-face connection. So on almost the last page of the circle, I want to just read a little bit to you and then I'll let you go. So you think everyone should be tracked, should be watched. Yes, I think everything and everyone should be seen. And to be seen, we need to be watched. The two go hand in hand. But who wants to be watched all the time? I do. I want to be seen. I want proof I existed. Most people do. Most people would trade everything they know, everyone they know. They trade it all to know they've been seen and acknowledged. And they might even be remembered. We all know we die. We all know the world is too big for us to be significant. So we all have, so all we have is the hope of being seen or heard even for a moment. But May, we see every creature in that tank, didn't we? We saw them devoured by a beast that turned them to ash. Don't you see that everything goes into that tank with that beast? With this beast? So what exactly do you want from me? When you have the maximum amount of viewers, I want you to read this statement. He handed May a piece of paper on which he'd written in crude, all capitals, a list of assertions under the headline, The Rights of Humans in a Digital Age. May scanned it catching passages. We must all have the right to anonymity. Not every human activity can be measured. This ceaseless pursuit of data to quantify the value of any endeavor is catastrophic to true understanding. The barrier between public and private must remain unbreachable. At the end, she found one line written in red ink. We must all have the right to disappear. The circle wants to create a world where everybody can be seen all the time, 24-7. And the reality is, is that we have the capabilities to do that now. If you want, you could turn on your phone and Instagram and turn yourself on live or make your, uh, make your profile live and people can see what you are doing all the time. And it's, in my mind, a scary thought. But then, what help, but then what ultimately is happening is that people are picking and choosing what they think people want to see of their life. And that's creating more disruption and chaos and duality and confusion. So that's the conundrum of social media. And that's the conundrum of our life right now. People are trying to find meaning to feel important. And they're relying on social media to feel that way instead of picking up the phone, calling a friend, having a face-to-face conversation. It's really important right now to think about what brings you meaning. I mean, if, if, if this is spiraling worse and worse over the next 
few months, we need to think more now than ever about what brings us meaning. And when this is over, we need to keep thinking about it. I appreciate you listening to today's show. Remember, you can support it. Head over to iTunes, write a quick review. Give the show a five star, share it with friends. I'm trying to think before I let you go. Oh yeah, one other show that I'm watching right now that's really great, that's been helping me out a lot, is Narcos Mexico on Netflix. I say to myself, I watch these people getting shot up by Uzis and things like that, and I think to myself, you know, at least I'm not being shot by some drug lord in Mexico. I mean, this is terrible right now, but at least it's not that. So I highly recommend that show. It's been really entertaining and it's it's really well done so you can reach out to me on twitter or instagram at eddie cone and as always thank you so much for listening and being a part of the downward facing spiritual spiral podcast mm-hmm.